Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Dallas Live. I am your host, Dr. R.C. And the number to call is 469-307-1642-1642. Today, our featured guest is uh, Sevan Bomar. Uh, Sevan is an expert metaphysic, symbologist, and a linguist. He is the author of the book called The Code to the Matrix and specializes in advanced solutions for mental deprogramming, spiritual development, and physical motivation. Sevan, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on, Robbie. It's definitely uh, uh, great to be able to transmit today. Wholeness, how are you feeling? I am doing well, thank you. So, so you know, I, I've been looking forward to this uh, conversation. Uh, apparently, we already have a caller here. So, uh, let me see what the caller has to say about all this. Just a minute. <laughs> yeah. Dallas Live. Wholeness, how are you feeling? Yes, uh, well, you know, our, uh, our caller is, has his radio turned on. So we can hear it. Yes. Uh, yeah, you are listening to Dallas Live. Go ahead, caller, please. Um, I'm, I'm watching the show now. I'm on the show live? Yes, sir. We are live. I, uh, apparently, it is one of your, uh, <laughs> one of your oh, okay. members. I, I, just called, I just called in to get a first call, but I wanted seven, uh, seven to talk first. Go ahead. Uh, All right. Yes. yes seven, I, apparently, I, we have our third guest I, here. I will mute. Okay. Very I good. I mute. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Stay on. Okay. Yeah. All right, listen, okay, let's, let's get, to, before we get right to it, Sevan, I want to ask you something, you know, this is the first time that even before we started to show, the audience are willing to call us, <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, before we get right to it, uh, Sevan, can you tell us about where you were born and uh, what did you do early part of your life, what type of training, uh, what's doing now and what's in the future, I know it's all loaded questions as much as you can answer yeah, especially for a person like me but I, I can give you the collapse or condensed version of it i was born in detroit michigan but i was raised in california uh okay. san diego and throughout all the way to los angeles just that that area and uh i moved into the midwest or a little bit earlier court to texas in my life and then i also went into atlanta so i've been pretty much all around the united states in my adolescence and i've done everything from i mean you name it i've been uh i heard the guy get on the other day he said he did little even telemarketing at times there and then sometimes even more complex work but i'm originally a computer engineer by trade that's my background in hardware and uh, i've basically been exploring life and looking into the deeper perspectives of things especially through, from spirituality i've had that going on since i was younger of just asking the major questions about especially what happens when we die and then looking for the meaning to that uh so why it's in me so well at first i would say i would just be looking for the reason to get the answer to that question let me just make that very straight. good, very and, good. And, uh, so and so that's led me into I'll, a lot of things so what is in the future for you after this? You continue to promote spiritual growth? Oh, for sure. I mean, now, I mean, the future is every bit of real for us. I mean, we're even now getting into how we're going to be operating once we have the inevitable future, which is leaving this body. I mean, that's something that we all face. So it's now just a, it's keep, going to keep expanding for us. But that's uh, the core of the work that we're dealing with now. But of course, it didn't start that way. We were really dealing with things on the dimension. Like I've heard some of your previous shows and talking about politics and talking about the unscrupulousness within many of the different organizations and societies. So we kind of began on, on, that, on that note and that's why we started the Resistance First, which is the major platform that we've developed. It has about, I think, 12,000 active members now, but just people that are really pursuing the spiritual path and getting the major answers in this dimension. And so that's, of course, a, 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 a lot of work. It's a collective work also. It's not just me there. It's also, again, 12,000 people. But looking at it from the serious perspective 
asking real questions and getting real answers because I think if there's anything that they've learned from me as being some type of leader of the network is that I'm pursuing this, nothing is going to get in the way of it, whether it's money or whatever you want to call it, because it's something that I know that we're going to eventually have to deal with anyway. And I, I've, I've known that since I was a child. So to me, I'm not just looking for the simple physical gratifications, maybe just a little bit of money, something like that, and then make me quiet. I'm looking for the big, big picture. And I think also today what I wanted to do is since we have a, vo we have a voice, it's a very powerful thing, especially if you understand some of the beings that have no voice, but we also have a platform which is because I think we need to understand when the two are combined because we all have voices. Like you go in the bedroom, you may hear your cousin, you may hear your aunt, or you may hear them give it to you about this reality in life, and they have a voice, and they have a platform. Nobody's listening but you. And so right now, we've got to a point in the technology and the time that we're living in where we're actually able to broadcast to each other at thousands of people. So let's, let's let our information be something that if we have that people's time for that moment, something that they can really use. So I want to say I'm here today to respect everyone's time and respect the platform to give you the information that is necessary for you to expand. Okay, very good. Sevan, that's a very good introduction. Uh, let's uh, then get right to it. You know, usually people get, in, get into their spiritualities or spiritual enlightenment when they are in their 60s, 70s because they know they are going to die soon. So we got to figure out what, what's going to happen. <laughs> You look like you are 24 years old, so why did you, how old are you anyway? Well, I'm 35 now, and uh, I feel 24, I maybe feel a little bit younger than that. I'm constantly running back the clock, and then obviously I'm checking to see if that's going to somehow work out for my physical appearance too, because I've, I've known m uh, many men that were maybe 60 or 70, but could move like a 12-year-old or 15-year-old to how well they preserve their body. But me personally, yeah, I'm 35, and I'm on this spiritual pursuit because I don't know. I think that also within our, our, our generation, there's been a lot of contact with spiritual concepts, more so than other generations. And you can see that also within the toys. Like, remember a wooden toy used to please the child. They can just a little block or maybe some, a train that was built out of wood was good enough. Now, if it doesn't have several moving components flashing with LED, then it doesn't really excite the child at all. So this lets us know that there's this constant progression in when we get to what we can perceive as the, the higher things or the things that are more entertaining. And I think personally, spirituality, and that's why it's my appeal also to the youth, is entertaining. It's a lot more real and, and factual and it has a lot more use than most of what's presented in this reality right now. Very good. So. Well, you know, so then let's get right to it then. Um, it, this was supposed to be my last question, but I'm going to ask this at the end of the show instead of waiting until, until the end of the show. So let's go right to it. What happens after death? I mean, what happens really? I mean, this is a great mystery. Perhaps you can throw some light on it. For sure. I mean, in every bit of light, because that's what we'll be dealing with. Uh, when you're trying to shine into the world of death, you have to have a light of your own. And our ancestors were very familiar with the world of death. In fact, they, they built the world that we go to when we leave here, depending upon what frequency you're on. And some people call this the nether world. But when you look into the Indus Valley traditions, which is Angkor Wat, all the way into Persia, all the way around, all around the world, you see temples and pyramids, you see mathematic geometry that lends you're dealing with beings that are very complex and understand an entirely different system of knowledge. And obviously, if there's any system of knowledge that's not present here, that would be in some type of truthful matter. I believe before it would be politics, before it would be uh, um, anything, it would be spirituality. It would, it would it, to me, if you have to look at, well, in your highest belief, which is God on this planet, 
has there been tampering there? Not like that. Uh, God. So do you believe in God? Uh, I personally believe the entity known as Good, which is the correct pronunciation of the name, does exist. <laughs> I believe that... Do you spell Good now? G-O-O-D? That's a G-U-D. It's a Germanic word that refers to their God, which has a specific uh, characteristic. And now, wait a German, Germanic God. Germ mm -hmm. Germans are white. Why are you believing in white man's God? Well, I mean, it just so happens that this is a white man's world at this point with how the, uh, the mentality. I don't agree with that. I'm sorry to say that. Well, you know, I, I, I'm come from India, okay? Mm -hmm. And we have white Christian missionaries went to India. Mm -hmm. And they tried to convert some of the old ladies in India. Mm -hmm. But we didn't agree to this. Right. So well, I would... I'm, well, I'm referring to the program running. I'm not referring to like the inner world because the inner world, nobody can cl say claim over that. It is vast. But when we're talking about the outer world, the program, the language, English, the religion, when you're talking about the actual programs that are running to control the individual, that comes from more of a melanin recessive. And it's not even something that we could say white men. Uh, it comes from a more of a, a melanin recessive type of mind state. So, so you are saying that the, the, the white man uh, skin, uh, you got it because of a recessive gene? Well, I mean, that's something that they've already been able to prove. That's the owl in alchemy. Right. That, 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 that's where the, there's a loss of the sun that is glowing within, which is what, when melanated, when there's a melanated individual, there's a sun burning within. This is the ancient knowledge from, from the Upanishads. But what you're also dealing with is, is that the, mel the me melanin recessive is the opposite end of a spectrum. So we're also not talking about uh, a positive and negative here. Because obviously, if it was true, then there would be no melanin recessive people that are good. And I've seen melanin recessive people that are good that will get up there and do just as much as I am. I've also seen melanin dominant people that are very destructive. So I'm not here to, to start a race war. But if you want to understand the spectrum, it's uh -huh. if you see light shine into a prism, you get seven colors. Okay. okay. But on each end of the spectrum, there are two hidden colors. They will try to say that there are absence of colors, but the absence of color is clear. White sits on this other, one end of the spectrum, and black sits on the other. And these, to me, operate as what I call... How, how, how do you say, see, on the, on the, on the rainbow, mm -hmm. uh, the violet is on one end, and red is on the other end. Right. Once but, you go... But next, beyond, but next to red, next to red is black. Black. Yeah. Beyond the... Beyond the red is infrared. No, we, yeah. but, but, that, but that is what blackness is. Blackness is deeper stages of infrared. It's ad infinite. This is what the abyss is. Well, if you, if you cannot see the clear clarity on, uh, you know, you know from, from, I'm a scientist, so I, I, I studied. Know. <laughs> okay. I know, and, th and this is what you have, would have intuitively picked up in your work when you're doing this work inwardly. Because when you go even into the violet chakra, and then yeah. you will see it begin to get you, you will begin to see it get white. <laughs> Wait a minute. See, from, from violet, it becomes ultraviolet. Right. Then it becomes uh, the alpha, beta, gamma waves. And, you know, and then, and then when you keep going, what I'm telling you, what, what, what you feel like when you keep going is that you're in a field of all white, almost like snow. You're in, this is what the difference in the one who, if you understand oh, if, the energies. If you, if you go further beyond white, you know, going to ultraviolet, then goes move on to continue to continue toward that spectrum. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you get into alpha, beta, and gamma. Those are the particles that come out of a nuclear bomb. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so the white is getting towards nuclear bomb, mm -hmm. and the black is getting towards something else. Right, when, when you're going to, to the red, and then yeah. you're going to the black. If yeah. you want to understand it, not from these scientific terms, you're going into what's called a netherworld or an abyss. You're going into more of the prima materia, the actual forms that's used to create the foundation of things versus things that are already created and already hyper-intelligent, which is the opposite end of the spectrum. And this is why these two ends of the spectrum is very important because the Caudacious staff shows this within the two intertwining snakes. If you understand the deeper level, the symbology is talking about two separate kingdoms, Upper Egypt and what's called Lower Egypt. Now, Lower Egypt is, of course, where all the pyramids are. Some people think that Lower Egypt is Ethiopia. No, Lower Egypt is where all the, the, the pyramids that, are everyone's fam that is famous now is Lower Egypt. Upper Egypt is Nubia. These are known as these two, energies, these two civilizations which make up the Atlantean and Lemurian empires. If you want to go back deeper into the recesses even of our brain and our psyche, our ancestral embedding, you will go into the heights of our intelligence from the extreme right hemisphere and extreme left hemisphere, also called patriarch, matriarch, male, female, etc. I know we're coming up to a break here, but what I just want to introduce new integers first to explain this because when we go into science, science is about division. So it's about how many things and how many names and how many tags do, can we actually create to distinguish something. But when it comes to figuring out something, this is why we do so much thinking and we're trapped in thought now. Because we don't know. The only thing that we're thinking about is the things that we don't know. And that's why the highest state, and this keeps us constantly moving, constantly chaotic. The highest states, the names in every language for the highest state that you can achieve means non-moving. It means that you are stable. It means you are firm. You know what you're talking about because you've experienced it. And so this is the level that we go into now is we go into the reason why we have this knowledge and we have this information is because this is something we experience. We live in the spiritual plane. Even you now, when you go to sleep, you go somewhere. Where do you think that world is? But yet we spend so much time focusing on this world, we don't even focus on even one of the greatest gifts that have been given to us. We can do anything in the dream if we have control over our minds. So this is, this is the deeper recesses that I would like to get into when we come back from break. Uh, well, if we come back from break, you know, I, I, I understand what you are talking about. Uh, well, actually, I should say I don't completely understand what you are talking about That's because okay. it's a little bit above my head. Uh, so I need, to, I need to figure out how to get up there. You know, one of the things that I know, one question I want to ask you, the universe that you know of, that we know of as we see around, okay, this is going to all end. Now, not tomorrow, not in the next 100 years, maybe in another you know, couple of million years. It's all going to end, okay? And I want to continue to ask a couple of more questions because when the universe is going to end, now, now I'm going to give my scientific perspective on it, but you, know, you, you have to give the spiritual perspective from your angle. Um, so, the universe is going to end, and uh, what are we going to do about it? So these are the two questions that I want to come back and ask you. Okay. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Dallas Live. You are also listening to Stephen uh, Sevan Bomar. Uh -huh. He is an uh -huh. uh, expert metaphysics, symbologist, and linguist. And you can find more about his uh, members and his group on astralquest.com. A-S-T-R-A-L-Quest.com. And uh, the number to call is 469-307-1642. And ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our second segment. You are listening to Sevan Bomar. He is a, a fantastic uh, uh, expert on metaphysics, symbologist, and a linguist. And he's also wrote a book, The Code to the Matrix. And he specializes in advanced solutions for mental deprogramming, spiritual development, and physical motivation. He looks very young, but don't be deceived by his young looks. Yeah. All right, Stevan, welcome back to the pro. Sevan, welcome back to the program. Now, we have a caller on online. Uh, caller, go ahead, please. Is the caller there? Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. go ahead. Caller, you have some questions, you have comments, and we have only one minute. Yeah, no, you have you asked him a question. I just had, had answered. Uh, well, you already answered for, no, for him. Um, well, not for him, but just for... I just I threw out the answer. Uh, we have no beginning nor ending. That's what I said. You said we have no beginning or end. Okay, so, uh, caller, thank you for calling us. Uh, let me go back and rephrase my question. Um, Sevan, here is the question. You know, the Earth was created about 7 billion years ago, okay? And now we are in the middle of our life cycle. The Earth is going to disappear in about 9 billion years, and it is going to suck into the sun. Sun itself will, you know, will, will go into a black hole, and everything is gone. Now, here is what I don't understand. You know, what is going to happen to our human species? We will perhaps be alive for another million years. You know, in another another two billion years, the Earth is going to look like Mars. And this has been proven. This is all done already. So why are you, me, and everybody else are fighting over spirituality? Because I don't believe in spiritualism, number one. Number two, there is no God or good. And there is no soul. That's, that's my conclusion. Because after two million years, we are not here to fight among all this stuff. Unless we kill ourselves earlier. Right. Well, that's, that's according to your, your understanding. But that's, that, I mean, I, I can respect if a person has come to the complete conclusion about their belief based on what they've experienced and what they know. But I, I won't respect that at all, which I definitely won't say that that's something that you would do because it seems like you're consistently learning. But I, I wouldn't respect someone who didn't uh, look deeper into it. And, and if there was a rope throw to them, that they wouldn't grab it. In a tense, and because what I what I mean about um, our energy and our passion is the other James had spoke about. All right. See, the, our energy and our passion. Mm -hmm. Our energy, like we exist. We will be the Earth will be like Mars, a tiny Mars, and then the Earth will all the planets. Well, first are, of all, the, first of all, you're going way far out there. I, I, I'll, I'll correct you just in this wait. is that if if you're talking about the average lifespan of a human being is 72 years, and you're talking about planetary systems that are a billion years old. And then you probably got about 20, 30 more years left in your life, according to what you know to the averages. That's Why right. should it really matter to you if, where the universe is going to be in a billion years if you just need to figure out where you're going to be in the next 30 years? Uh, okay, now here is, that, that brings up a very important point. The important point is, uh, Sewan, that one billion years from now, or actually even one billion, even one million years from now, our human species is pretty much finished because 99.9% .9 of all species that ever lived on this earth are in extinct. So the, the, the trend is clear. We are not going to live for another 7 billion years. Now let's, let's make the assumption that at about a million years from now, there will be no human species. So, so if you extrapolate it backward, so what do you get? There is no soul. There is no God. These are all our imagination. I, 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 it, that's, a, that's impossible for it to be a part of your imagination. Your, your sheer existence proves that there is... Uh, uh, th that there is an existence that is before what we can calculate as death. Because if you think about it, if I say, well, okay, well, where did the first one come from? 
Yeah, they, and, they have. And then have, if you, you keep going back even in science, and they, the furthest they can take you is the Big Bang, but then you have to ask, well, where's the Big Bang come from? But the, sheer, but the sheer knowledge, let me just finish, the sheer knowledge that there was a Big Bang, if you want to just take it from there, is the sheer knowledge that there is something that came before that. So I'm not asking you to believe in the soul. What I'm asking you is to shine the light again on something that is our evolutionary honor, meaning that we are connected to that. That's where, that, 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 that's where we came from. And sh when we get there, we'll have better answers to all of these questions, I'm sure. But don't believe that there isn't at least a light in the distance because a light has been shown already. And this is what I would think is nonlinear. Okay, like if there was ever an origin point, a boom, that means that origin point is still there. There is a focal point. So if you want to use that as your source for soul and your source for energy, which many of the deep meditators do, they centralize themselves with galactic core, with, with the solar systems, G5 uh, solar class bodies, Rigel, Aldebaran, these different kind of larger suns. We've make a link. Just as already even science is constantly disapproving when they're trying to prove something, but they have discovered that there is phenomena occurring above our visual spectrum and below our visual, visual spectrum. And if you could see some of that stuff, even just for a moment, because you had gained the ability to, you would change your mind entirely about what you believe to not be possible and to be possible. You would lose the idea that there was ever death and you would accept the truth, which is that our problem is, is that we are afraid of continuously living like this. This is why we have to accept this whole death thing now. It's our checking out of the system for a moment. Because if you knew that you're going to keep existing, that would be probably more terrifying to you than dying if I, we had to live like this. So the, the, the key is, is to metamorphosize the situation. All right, now, so what happens after death? We still haven't figured, out, figured that out. Of course what we have. I mean, there are people, like I said, with, with you, though, <laughs> it's about you figuring it out. Because what generally someone that has this kind of question, they will seek it, and then they'll go to someone that can vividly prove to them that there is life beyond death, if they really want to know. And it sometimes takes to lose something. I, I could tell you this. Probably the first people that ever figured out about this whole thing, Ravi, were the ones who lost someone that they just could not accept that they were going to lose. They, they just had to know where they went. They had to connect with them again. They had to say their goodbyes. And do you know that that is what, and I'll finish here, that is what Egypt really was. That is what many of the holy centers really were. They were places that you could go to that if you had lost someone, they could put you in touch with that person again for a moment so you could understand what was going on. And that is what has been lost, but it's such a valuable thing because then you don't need a priest you don't need a pastor. You don't need anyone but your own ancestors to tell you what is going on. But the link has been cut. This is symbolic of when the doctor comes in and cuts the umbilical cord. The link between us and our substance, which is basically our, the idea of our immortality, it fuels us infinitely. Let me ask you this. Do you not believe that we fuel our body on ideas? If you had the idea to go and you had won the lottery, like the guy said, you get excited. But yes. so in this, you won't even sleep the rest of the night. So it shows you that we have this supreme level of being able to take in only our thoughts to drive us and to push us into higher stages of our consciousness. So is, there's a perfected stage of that is what I'm saying, that we're living in a society where they blot out all of this information. So that way we, we remain physically dependent because the word is the deva. The devas are in control of physical planes. 
So in this case, you can look at this as the Jesuits or your advanced governmental systems who have such a plethora of knowledge and statistics about what you're going to do next, especially if you're in one of their programs, that it almost feels like you're on this treadmill and then all of the life becomes sucked out of you. It is, an op it is a, 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 a mechanism that attempts to kill the, something that cannot be destroyed. So this is the worst punishment then. And so that's what I'm here for, is I'm here to release us from this, this state of mind that there is nothing beyond by showing you can reach it now. Okay, so you are saying that um, there is something beyond life. You yes. see, in my opinion, I mean, I'm not like you, you have done a lot more research than I have. In my opinion, the human beings came up with all this because they realized that they are going to die and they also realized those who were dead, they never came back and told them how it was after they died, right? Did anybody come up and maybe there's only one guy, they say that he probably did, there is no proof of it, that is Jesus Christ, after the third day he came back to life. Now, since nobody has come back to tell us, Hey, after death, after death, this is what happens. Now there are there is there is a whole lot of well, uh, well, guys. Well, well, let me let me correct that because mm. we're doing that in our mind. That coming back to tell us is your thoughts. Many of your thoughts are your ancestors telling you what to do. And let me explain why it worked this way. It worked this way because there's a simple dynamic here. Once you go into metaphysics, okay, this is deeper than physics. What you'll find is a simple dynamic that if you remove the spirit force from a body that body will die after a very short period of time. It will get cold. So the spirit has always been synonymous with heat. Okay? So okay. there's a, a stage that one can enter, whether through hypnosis or trance, which was very prevalent in the ancient times, where you can release this spirit of yourself from the body. This then okay. gives the opportunity for another spirit, who otherwise you wouldn't even know existed, to come in and use the physical body for a moment to talk. Because other than that, you can't hear spirits beside a high pitch ringing in your ear. What I'm explaining to you is, is that it's simple dynamics. You need a vehicle. If you're looking for people to come back from the dead, they would need a vehicle to be able to come into three dimension in. And it just so happens the human body is one of them. So generally from our ancestral connection, we get thoughts in our brain and not all these thoughts are positive. This is what Jung later on discovered was the root to many of the addictions were the ancestral linkage to ancestors who had gotten on opiates, gotten on alcohol, gotten on many of the different substances and actually drove themselves to a, to a state of insanity and died in that frequency. You see, when a person leaves this world, the frequency they leave in, to answer your earlier question, determines where they go next. That's the whole dynamic to this, is that if you can figure this out, if you can get the map to how to in reincarnate, because you most surely will, the, in the universe is not going to waste the substance that you're made out of. But to control that, that term has been given as a time lord. It is the highest state of what you would see with a hedron collider, a tachyon device, all of these different devices that you can see that our government has begun to tamper with. But imagine you in there with it. Do you think that you would spend more than five years or ten years with the resources that these people have, never coming to any conclusions about worlds and how to get to worlds beyond? So all I'm saying is, is that there's a gate or a veil between you and this knowledge at times. Okay, let's, let's go back to, you know, we have to take a quick break, Simon. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Dallas Live. I am your host, Dr. R.C. The number to call is 
469-307-1642-1642. When we come back, uh, Sevan, I would like to ask, let's go back to our forefathers. And uh, there is a very critical information on forefathers that I need to talk about. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back. And uh, stay on, please, uh, Sevan, please stay on, stay on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Dallas Live. I am your host, Dr. R.C. Our featured guest is Sevan Bomar. Sevan is talking about the spirituality. And uh, before the break, uh, Sevan, welcome back to the program. Uh, before the break, uh, I was going to talk about the, our ancestors. Now, what role, if any, that our ancestors played for the current status of this generation, our current generation? Definitely lots, anything in the past is obviously lots of foundational work and because the plane that we're standing on is basically a comp it's compromised of all of the accomplishments of the past and that's why we still have to admit that whatever is going on we're all doing it together because if you do something even me just breathing into it adds to it. And so we're collectively building, very similar to how the DNA can collectively analyzes and processes information. So what I would say is the ancestors are like a tree in a tent. They are the inner rings to that tree. And what we do is we, can, we develop around that, and that gives us some level of expansion. But we also, again, are, are using the knowledge from the past, combining it with what's going on in the present, and then creating the future. So this basically becomes a, a mathematic equation then for perpetual life. Think about what you're dealing with here, because when you say, oh, well, the world's gonna, a universe will end. A universe is ending and beginning right now. Like there is a constant where we're looking around us and we're looking at these micro universes. Like an ant is a micro universe, it just is, if you understand what universes are made out of. But when that ant dies, it's the end of that universe, but I'm sure there's, millions of ants being born again. So this rate is so rapid then, if you really just floated it all out and looked at it, it would be so rapid that it would be consistent, thus creating no death. If there's a constant stream, which is what the ancestors were able to accomplish, a constant stream when someone's not trying to cut it, a constant stream to you and to as far as back as you can send memory, then you feel this all presence. So that's why I said the, in, the enemy of these kind of abilities is our memories. Because our memory, we, we don't have this excellent memory anymore because language and all these different things became like the computers, but a long time ago, you know, the computer now, we store everything on the computer, we store the phone number, so the memory is not as magnificent as it even was 100 years ago. But this language, before language started, the memory was even more vast because there was, you didn't write down anything. Like notice there are individuals who, who believe in the Quran and they can recite the entire Quran from, right. from their memory. So if okay. you think about the infinite level of our memory and what it's capable of doing, you also understand to have that ability is to like build a world in your mind then. So you can't tell someone who's built a beautiful world in their mind and then every night they go to sleep, they live in that world, that that world does not exist. This is the secret, my friend. If you cannot live inside of here and you cannot take yourself back into your own temple of your own consciousness and shut the gates and, and, and all the barbarians and all of the sackers and the plunders, move them from your kingdom of your thoughts. If you cannot do that, then you've, you've been, been overrun indeed. So that is what we're dealing with here. This is kind of like a repair work. We're on a planet where many people have had their consciousness overrun. And now it's time for them to win that battle. It's time for them to, to go into their, con their crown of their consciousness, sit back on the throne of their consciousness and realize, look, 
even just you being you, look at the complexity of the body. It, I'm not asking you to find the whole thing out, but know something's going on. Do you think that <laughs> if you're doing this, this is the best time to do this is when you're in the bathroom just sitting there maybe on the toilet. When you have nothing else to think about, your mind is clear. Think about just surely the complexity of the body alone, something's going on. These people argue about the smallest, pettiest things that are nowhere like the body. iPhone 5, Nike shoes, politicians and their individualized characters, etc. But what we are dealing with here, something put together a magnificent vehicle like this and is not even per se asking for credit. Meaning there's no authoritative God figure coming in physical form and saying, look, you worship me because I created you. But what I'm telling you is, is our ancestors, they dealt with a situation like that. And that's also what, that's what's hidden within when you look at the temple walls and you understand the ancient knowledge and you have respect for all of the cultures, you realize that our genus extends much further than phi, which is obviously the shape and the design in which bodies are created. And that our ancestors were displaying different geometry, meaning they had found out somehow where the animals come from, which this is another big question why we're so focused on ourselves, we're not realizing the, the depth of flora and fauna here. So in a certain sense, it's like you're dealing with a collector at times, meaning if you see the complexity of the planet, but you see the most, uh, the gardeners, the apex beings, the humans, don't know anything about what's, what's here and what's in nature as a, as a whole, then we're, we're almost co being collected at this point rather than being informed about what we're dealing with in this planet. And the reason why we know this is because you can take, and I live in Costa Rica, you can take one of these trees out in the jungle, you can take it through synthesis, and you can find so many elements and so many extracts of things that can cure a person almost immediately that it would appear like magic but this is pushed under the carpet, and we know this now. And this is why I was just saying, if we believe that the politicians are bad, we have to think about, well, what happened on the spiritual level first? Because they would move there first, Ravi. They wouldn't go to the polit... That has to come later. They first have to sever our connection with where the power is really coming from. And that's why the soul... Where is the power is really coming from? This power is coming from us. Uh, That's what I was saying about how our ideas, we're infinitely fueling our existence based on the idea that we exist. Okay. So, so the concept of spirituality, God and everything else came from us. Yes, it did. And where so else is it going to come from? Okay, God right? is, but God is us. See, I'm not denoting, in, to make a correction here, we have one word concept here that's one sentence that will simplify it all for you. All is self. Okay? All, all is self. This is the highest maxim. Meaning that no matter how much you want to believe that everything is different around you, I'm sorry, it's not. It's all, made out, it's all made out of the same particle. <laughs> all right. All right, Lana. Here is, here is a question, though. Uh, this self becomes uh, invisible or disappears completely when you die. Correct? No. What happens to the self? It depends, on, it depends on the degree of self. It depends on the program. Now you're talking about realm dynamics. So if a person has, has become an eidolon, let's talk about an eidolon. And this is our, these are thought forms that are encountered on the astral plane. This means the individual has accepted a program. They believe that this is what defines them as Jack. So okay. you find this character. Hello. 
Yeah, hold on. There is a, we have a caller here. Okay. Yeah, caller, just hold on for a second. Let let uh, Sevan uh, finish his thought. Go oh, ahead. Okay. I, I was saying what you have is a character running around the astral plane, stuck in a program, believing that they're this character called John. So mm -hmm. when you want to understand, well, what happens beyond this? A person, if they, if you're not used to dealing with the astral plane of the spiritual world now, a gentleman, uh, the gentleman is going to have to cut off his radio. I think that you're, you're telling him that. You have to cut off your radio. Okay, anyway, someone, maybe we should take his call. Take uh, call. Go ahead, please. Um, hello, uh, my name is Chris, and I'm from uh, Arkansas. Um, I was just wondering how to uh, access those higher vibrations that um, are genuine, authentic, love and uh, joy and authentic bliss um, that basically decimate um, uh, the, these evil beings and like this, this almost dark looming energy. Like um, I've been trying to do that for a while and I just like some input and advice. Savon, go ahead. Well, it's very simple. First to, to point it inward that when we're actually looking to make contact, like we're looking to meet some, uh, some great high frequency being on the external plane, it can only spell trouble because any larger energy signature out in the physical reality in a certain tense can't even be in a physical reality. That's what high vibratory frequency is. You start to basically leave this reality to a certain extent. So anything that can appear in this reality is always gonna have in a certain tense, you have to, to watch its malevolence. But when you, when you point it back inward, and then you begin to activate the vehicle, meaning start going through the dietary, the mental, physical, and the spiritual path of getting yourself tuned up properly. Then what you're attracting, if you attain balance, is not the mirror reflection. And I want to tell people this is a big thing. What you generally see from other people in this reality and also even uh, in your dreams is a mirror of what you are. So some people say, well, how's that? how could that be? I'm this great person. I keep running into all these, these horrible people. <laughs> it's because this great person idea that you have is not balanced. What you really want to be is a balanced person. So that way, anything you come in contact with is really you. So do you see the difference here? If you're unbalanced, you're only going to meet the opposite pole, especially if you're going into any external world, whether they're the dreams or whether they're, they're the physical reality. But when you, when you balance yourself out, it's symmetrics then. So if you understand this is the key to symmetrics, this is the key to when you're going into high states of consciousness, how not to get all of these malevolent forces building because that's what the programs really are. That's what the MK Ultra really is. It builds up fear in the mind. So that way, when you go into your high state of imagination, you start to become afraid. You start to feel scared. You start to think, oh, there's a ghost or something's gonna appear. This is the imbalance, and that's why we, we uh, advise a person before they even start utilizing techniques that are going to take them into that sphere to clean the chakras first. Trying to experience any of this kind of stuff with filters that are dirty, because your organs are like the filters of your body, your organs correspond to the chakras. When you actually attempt to turn on your sight, you see a distorted view of what you think is really going on. And this allows you to pass judgment on things that you don't understand. And I've done that myself. I've judged things the wrong way and not having that chakra completely cleared when utilizing it to see something. So that's your, that's your goal here is to look inward, to begin to develop yourself, mind, body, and soul, and then you'll make that balance and that unification that you're looking for right here in the physicality with physical people. It won't just be about meeting spiritual beings that can take you to another level. You'll meet physical beings, the best ones, 
to take you to another level and to be able to treat you as family. Well, uh, well, caller, hope the caller is satisfied with that answer. He was asking about, you know, the vibrations. Now, when we come back, we have to take a quick break now. Uh, Sevan, when we come back, we, I want to ask you a couple of things about the superhuman versus super slave. Mm-hmm. Now, I was reading through the book, and you were saying that, uh, I think it's a recent number 11, the church, synagogues, buildings made by humans, uh, ma- actually made the humans slaves uh, with nothing in return. So this is a question that is uh, actually bothering me, saying that, well, you know, you know, Sevan has a very, very interesting point here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Dallas Live. I am your host, Dr. R.C., the number to call 469-307-1642. And we will be right back. Uh, Sevan, please stay on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our last segment. Uh, Sevan, welcome back. Thanks. And uh, you are listening to Dallas Live. I am your host, Dr. R.C., the number to call, 469-307-1642. Sevan, uh, very good. Um, you know, your uh, YouTube video is uh, fantastic. I mean, it is really soothing to listen to your your uh, your uh, ideas and, uh, and a lot of other things. Uh, and the graphics are fantastic, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, it's definitely, uh, we have some people that we're always collaborating with. That was actually Tom on that mix Definitely big thanks to him, but for sure, when those visuals get with those audios, it's beautiful. Okay, now before the break, uh, I was uh, asking, I, I was going to ask you a question about the uh, churches, synagogues, and temple buildings made human slaves with nothing in return. Mm-hmm. Can you explain to our audience what you meant by that? For sure. I mean, there was, I mean, we've got to make this very brief. There was a period in time where there was more of like, the, it's the concept of the king, This is when one jumps forward and finally says, I'm the leader. I'm the one that's better than everyone else. Uh, the, The statement generally is, I am. This is an individualized statement. This is when you separate yourself. And then this is where we get the term kin or king or Cain or Kim from. Okay, so this stems back to an archetypical character who separates or divides. And this later on is the root of the God, the deuce concept, which also means two. So what, what I'm saying is what you're dealing with here is we're dealing with, oh geez, I, I almost kind of lost my train of thought of just going through all of the division of, of what exactly we're talking about. But I'm just referring yeah, to the, you know, the, the, you know, the humans built all these buildings. Uh, right, okay, so with the concept of the deuce, and this is again, it's a division, so it even does that to the mind, if you understand how deep this really is. The deuce basically set, every, set up a kingdom, a hierarchy, just like I was explaining on that recording of the, of the tones and the scales and the frequencies. It utilized the knowledge from nature and it put it into what we call today po- politics, oligarchy hierarchies, taking the structure that exists within nature and then bringing it out into the physical reality and then taking claim of it. This is something I created. I'm the God, etc. And so what we're really dealing with here is we're dealing with a time where people were made, were bought low. There was a caste system created. There were many different systems created to, to make one more superior than the other. Why? Leading all of them astray, even the highest one on the caste has more of a problem now than the lowest person on the caste system in retrospect to the spirit, which we need to kind of focus on more than anything because physically they'll think they're balling, meaning they think that they got it all until you leave the world. And if you degenerate, meaning you don't have as much spiritual force, the person, they can't reincarnate into the same kind of vessel that they had before. So it's almost guaranteed they're going to be poor again. This is the, this is the poor, the next life. This is the realm dynamic. It dishes you out opposite to what you had last life if you get caught up in it. So what happened is you had oligarchical beings, even beings that display power through what we call today science, 
and began to make the people wander after their powers and abilities, especially in war, like gunpowder. That's what alchemy was the root of after a while when, when certain individuals got a hold of it, is creating explosives. Instead of implosion, which is basically turning on the inside, being able to eat things that give you energy, explosion was created, things that destroy and divide and blow up things. And so what we dealt with and have been dealing with is more of a group of entities or state of frequencies that have actually been having us build and create things that are really our own demise. And then on top of that, when we're given our pay, let's say for instance, we're shortchanged because in a certain sense, the only thing that's mattering here is time. Time is the only thing that equates to energy. Money should not even, even be in the equation, but now it has entered into the equation. Like now money can buy time. <laughs> and so this is what we're dealing with here. We're talking about uh, an intrusion into or a schism into the system of how life normally works with one that says that they're greater than all the rest. And then that starting into a dimension like what we're living in now. Hmm, very interesting. Uh, well, there is one other question. Now, uh, to my audience, they don't understand what is an Antichrist. Mm -hmm. Can you explain what is an Antichrist? Because I read through your book and you were talking about Antichrist. To make, uh, to make it very simple, Antichrist is anti-Kundalini, meaning Christ is Kundalini. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand why people don't do enough reading. Well, I understand why, excuse me. But there are many, <laughs> there are many spiritual organizations that don't do, they're encouraged not to do any other reading. And if they do find something that may be contrary to what they're reading, they just say the devil did it. Because the devil's sitting here playing around with all this stuff. But the reality is, is that Christ is Kundalini. To raise uh, the... On, what is Kundalini? Kundalini is the, the fluid that sits in the seat of the spine that actually is, is a major part of the catalyst in your energy centers. It's what okay. has been talked about since ancient times as being what is needed to deal with forces like what we're dealing with now on this planet. And that's why it was always... Go ahead. The Christians uh, and, the, and the Muslims and the modern science, uh, they, don't, uh, they don't agree with Kundalini, right? They I mean, call it different things. Christianity attempts to call it Holy Ghost, but they meld it with another spirit of their own. So in a certain sense, it's not core earth energy. Kundalini is core earth energy, meaning the mother of the planet, which is actually androgynous, mother, father. But that is a certain current energy. What kind of energy do you think is going through these flowers, these trees, etc.? They're connected to the planet and they're getting energy from the planet just like it's a power source. So let's look at it like that. That power source is connected to Kundalini. So, okay. So, oh, hold on. Uh, let's, uh, let's get a caller here. Maybe let's find out what he wants. All right. Uh, caller, you are online. Go ahead, please. Yes, um, yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, the seven bomber. This is Mario Dupree from Detroit. Just want to say what up, though. And, uh, this Mario, good to hear from you. Uh, I, I didn't want to uh, leave a question, but I definitely wanted to say something to you. Uh, yeah, um, uh, I, I definitely see you on Facebook. I, I asked you a couple questions on there, different things, but I'm just, um, I'm feeling, I, I'm feeling the energy and, and, and I'm under, you know, I got a lot of understanding. Start off God body, uh, Malachi, you heard, uh, Alex Jones, uh, we go into David Icke, uh, Jordan Maxwell, uh, Dr. Ben, John Henry Clark, to uh, Surasun Seti, which is from Detroit, and you both from Detroit. So I get a Surasun Seti dose and a, and a seven Bomar uh, dose. You know, but that I, I felt some energy when I was up. Uh, when you understand, like you said, every single cell inside of you or the, the, the power what you're doing with the, the universe inside of you, you know, that, 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 that really just uh, great. So just want sure. to say that and... Thanks. Good job. All right. Thank you, caller. 
All right, all right, Savan, let's get back to what you were telling about. Uh, you know, the, the, the most of them, uh, you know, in your book, you were talking about Antichrist is in Las Vegas and in India. Now, <laughs> why there Las Vegas and, and also in India? Well, again, l let me just make it specific. If an an Antichrist then being anti-Kundalini. So what am I saying by that? I'm meaning something that is against you raising this force within yourself that connects you and grounds you with your past and it lets you know everything in a certain tense. It is your power center that gives you the ability to have a, the memory that is contained here on the planet. So then Antichrist would be anything that is against that, whether it's a church, a dogma, something that is trying to turn you on to another system or trying to change the information for how to fit them, etc. So you could have it in India if they throw a thousand gods in front of you and then don't explain to you the source of yourself and the god within and that the battlefield of Arunja is within. It's not, on, it's not an external plane. It has nothing to do with external forces. But there have been external forces now roaming around the dimension because time goes on. This is what we also have to understand, Ravi, is that there's a cause and effect of things. We create things. So sometimes Sometimes when we're looking at a book from 20,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, we have to calculate, well, what if you believe that, then what happened after? Because it's not a freeze frame. It's not in stasis. It didn't just stop there. It kept developing. And this is what our, 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 the, the super consciousness gives you the ability to do, is it gives you the ability to see something completely metamorphosized. So this way you can go back into even the basic symbols and extract the real meaning. You can go into anything and extract the real meaning. This is, to me, what the monatomic phase really is. The, the origins of everything can be found within its perfection. That's also what alchemy and introduces is how to bring certain plants and things back into their perfection. So, you know, that, that's what you're really dealing with, doctor. Like we're dealing with a massive thing here where we would spend most of our lives in this university, not working <laughs> with plastic. <laughs> all right. So I would say then uh, when it comes to origins of life and the human body design, you believe in creationism? I believe that the physical body was created by advanced beings, but I don't believe the soul has a creation. And this is not a belief. I can prove this. Like, this is only a matter of time before I have to end up proving it to the species in other ways. But if you really, really think about it, the physical bodies are based on phi. When you go into the deep knowledge of the Egyptians and also those that were in Angkor Wat, you see that they're actually making physical bodies. They are genetic manipulators. They know how to take one being, i.e. an animal, and mix it with another animal. This is in the cat. The cat is a mixture, if you look at the genetics, of a lion and a snake. So here you have a, a domesticated animal that's running around here today as the proof that the ancients, because the cats have been around since that long, had already been mixing certain beings together. But there is a deeper knowledge because this has also led to much uh, uh, confusion. This has led to much of leading the astray of the entire masses of consciousness on this planet. Is this idea that we were created by basically Nephilim beings that came from Venus. And that when you connect all religions, you'll find that they connect back to the astrology and the numbers and the ancient colonies and all that to Venus. So there will be a lot of knowledge coming saying, oh, these beings that bought the pentagram created us. And this is what you see on ancient aliens. You may be smiling, but this is, this is sweeping the world. This is what the 2012 movement was really about. It was to embed this kind of information that humanity has a, a creator, a king over them, an angel, if you may, that is stronger and more powerful than them. And it's just not true. 
because the reality really is is that we are the beings that have the ability to activate ourselves into higher states of consciousness because we don't know we can do that now it's very easy for some being to come or a human to come with those abilities and it for it to look like to us that it's some kind of magical power or some kind of uh, 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 some kind of special thing that can't be accomplished by us so this is a plan that's been going on for a prolonged period of time so just remember the difference is is that bodies can be created anything that's made out of flesh can be created just like any of these computers you can shape and form and fashion the flesh through genetics but the soul my friend the soul force this is what frustrates them they don't know where whence it came when you finish the long books, their queen has books, okay? The Jesuits have books. When you finish these long books about their dissertation on what is the animus, like what is animating everything, they come to the conclusion that it passes right through a beaker, Ravi. You can't hold it. They start calling it dark matter. <laughs> right. Uh, hold on, hold on. You got to hold your thought here. Well, you know, uh, Sevan, you came up with so many different ideas. I was smiling because... Um, it is just too many strong, intense ideas that I am unable to understand. You know, not some of it, most of it. But that's that's again just me. Right. Um, well, you'll, you'll listen again, and it'll, it'll soak in. Okay. So tell our audience where they can find your books and how they, if they want to pursue uh, their spiritual growth, what website they should come to, how they can become a member and uh, what else you, you offer on your website. Can you go ahead and tell our audience? Sure, you can actually visit uh, astroquest.com or resistance2010.com. The difference is Resistance 2010 is the archive of information. You can join the site, it's absolutely free. There's the largest esoteric library on the net. It's about 3,000 books related to spirituality available to you there for free. There's also an energy store there so that you can understand the path of how to get yourself activated. You'll actually find that on Realm Dynamics. Dot com, which is another website that's specifically set up for that. And uh, we have a show that is going to begin in March of 2014, which is the season three of AstroQuest. Also, much of the information that I'm bringing today, everyone has to realize sometimes it's very difficult for me to take it back from square one. But this is, has been mapped out since the beginning. The Code of the Matrix is a good place to start. But everyone, again, has the opportunity to go through the entire body of information. That's what Resistance 2010 is holding all this process so that you can see how we arrived at these conclusions. Don't think that I just, I'm a very rational, logical person, especially in the world uh, as before all of this uh, higher levels of spirituality. I was an individual that, that was able to accelerate in the world. So I'm not coming into spirituality with some deficiency. Notice how you'll see something very common with individuals when they pursue such things like this. They have some deficiency. Either they've lost someone, they're looking for someone to love them, they're looking for some kind of fame, there's some kind of deficiency in their pursuit. And this affects how far they can really go. Okay. So this is something right. free of that is what we're saying. Very good. You know, um, I don't have any deficiency and uh, apparently I'm still not look looking for anything. Well, but I would always say that I, I would say I even still have deficiency. I'm looking for balance. If I, if, okay. I don't, if I don't admit I'm somewhere, then I can't achieve the next stage of where I'm to go. So very that's good. what I would say. We can all get healthier. All right. Very good. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Sevan Bomer. You know, it's a very interesting conversation for the last one hour. Uh, Sevan, thank you so much for thank joining. You, and uh, we would like to have you back, uh, pre you know, perhaps after the holidays. And uh, all the best. You too. You too. Uh, we'll talk right. soon. Okay. We will talk soon. Okay.